0: Welcome to the Core Principles Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you'll enjoy this lively discussion of relevant topics, which we attempt to examine through the lens of unchanging, objective truth. Here's the host of the Core Principles Podcast, Clay Howerton. Thank you, Suzanne. Today on Core Principles, I'm going to talk about diesel exhaust fluid. Sounds exciting, right? By the end of this brief episode, what I share with you is likely to blow your mind. Credit for the research behind this brief episode goes to Arnold Patton and to F. William Engdahl from Astute News, as well as Global Research. Every diesel truck since 2010 has been required to use diesel exhaust fluid. If you've noticed a sticker on gas pumps that says DEF, that's not a nod to airplane seating charts. It's not a short segment of the alphabet. It is the acronym for diesel exhaust fluid. Inside modern diesel engines, there are regulators that mix the DEF with the diesel fuel for the noble purpose of reducing emissions. And the recipe for DEF includes two-thirds urea and one-third distilled water. Urea, U-R-E-A, is also a fertilizer. Now, the world's largest manufacturer of urea is India, but they use most of what they make and only export a very little bit and only to Sri Lanka. The largest exporter of urea, by a very wide margin, is Russia. Trailing in a distant second is Qatar, followed by China and Egypt. It should not surprise you that the United States is one of the main importers of this now essential product, urea. Unfortunately, it may not surprise you also that Russia and China just cut us off. Now, as you've driven on interstate highways in America, you've probably noticed lots of truck stops sporting the logo for Flying J. They happen to be the United States' largest provider for over-the-road truckers. Obviously, then, Flying J is a vital part of our supply chain. Another vital part of our supply chain Is Union Pacific Railroad. You see Union Pacific has what's known as single-user access to the distribution nodes for diesel exhaust fluid. The only way for diesel fuel stations like Flying J and others to get their required diesel exhaust fluid is from Union Pacific. Union Pacific is demanding that Flying J cut back on their transactions involving DEF by 50%. Cut them in half or else? And you're asking, or else what? Union Pacific says if Flying J doesn't comply with their demand, they will completely embargo Flying J, leaving them with no ability to provide DEF to truckers. And of course, bankrupting the company. The stranglehold on DEF is, of course, not limited to Flying J. They're just the biggest current provider. Home Depot is already limiting the amount of DEF anyone can purchase from them, for another example. Now, why is this threatened embargo and this deliberate crippling of our transportation of food and other essential items nationwide happening? Isn't that the most pressing question as you hear these simple but startling facts? Who is causing this and why? Now, hopefully, since you've chosen to listen to me speak briefly on this topic, which may have seemed bizarre, you anticipate that I will answer the questions of who and why. And I intend to do so. Who is the majority stakeholder of Union Pacific? that could force them to make such a decision even as it will be contrary to their own interests. The majority shareholder of Union Pacific Railroad is BlackRock. Furthermore, and not coincidentally to this issue, the biggest producer of fertilizer in America is CF Industries. Remember, urea, the main ingredient in diesel exhaust fluid is also fertilizer. Does it surprise you to learn that the largest shareholder of CF Industries is also BlackRock? Obviously, BlackRock is in effective control of much of this situation. But who controls BlackRock? And what even is BlackRock? Well, the the second question we'll address first. BlackRock Incorporated is the world's largest asset manager. They're a monster of an investment firm. They control 9 trillion with a T dollars in assets. They effectively control most of the Wall Street banks including Goldman Sachs. They have enormous influence and even control over the Federal Reserve. They're in a leadership position of the World Economic Forum which has just been meeting in Davos, Switzerland, as is their usual annual habit. They have been described also as, quote, the world's largest shadow bank, unquote. BlackRock gets their way by controlling your resources, starting with your money. BlackRock was founded in 1988 by Larry Fink, the current chairman of the BlackRock Investment Institute is Tom Donnellan. Tom has a wife named Catherine Russell, a daughter named Sarah Donnellan, a brother named Mike Donnellan, and I mention those names because now I'm going to share with you something about each of those persons. BlackRock chairman Tom Donnellan was Barack Obama's national security advisor. Catherine Russell is Joe Biden's White House Personnel Director. Sarah Donnellan, having just graduated college in 2019, is now working on Biden's National Security Council. And Mike Donnellan is Senior Advisor to Joe Biden. You feel a little queasiness in your stomach right about now? Remember when then-Senator Barack Obama said during his first presidential campaign that his goal and his intention was, quote, to fundamentally transform this nation, unquote? I said then, and I still say he was not joking. He was threatening, and he is still on that mission now through his obviously helpless proxy, the ridiculous but dangerous Joe Biden. Now, before I close with another emphasis on how this is going to impact you, I'll mention a few more key players so you get an even stronger sense of how deeply entrenched people who seek to destroy you already are in the most influential areas of our government. One of Biden's first appointees was Brian Deese. He was appointed as director of the National Economic Council. Basically, that means Brian Deese is the current leader in shaping United States economic policy. Deese was previously the global head of sustainable investing for BlackRock. Now, that's a nonsensical job title, of course, but it reflects the kind of dangerous perspective Deese has. In fact, before his time with BlackRock, Deese was senior economic advisor to Barack Obama. In fact, when Obama needed to replace John Podesta as his senior advisor alongside Valerie Jarrett, he chose Brian Deese to have that role. And in that role, Brian Deese helped negotiate the devastating and horrifically destructive Paris Climate Accords that were designed to harm America as much as possible while exempting the world's worst polluter, China, on account of the fact that they are already communists. Deputy Treasury Secretary for Biden is Wally Adeyemo. Wally was formerly the Chief of Staff for the CEO of, wait for it, BlackRock. He was also, and this again is no coincidence, the first ever President of the Obama Foundation. The senior economic advisor to Kamala Harris is Michael Pyle. He comes to your executive branch of government directly from being the global chief investment strategist for, this is getting too predictable, BlackRock. Before his time at BlackRock, Pyle was senior advisory to the undersecretary of the treasury for international affairs in the Obama administration. Okay, so now you know that BlackRock and Obama are basically pulling the strings on mind-addled Joe Biden to your detriment. But what are the goals of these people and how do things like deliberately crippling our supply chain by forcing Union Pacific to embargo Flying J's source of required diesel exhaust fluid play into their goals? Now I'll try to tie a little bow on this episode with a tiny snapshot of the answer to that question. I've already mentioned that Obama has long stated his goal of fundamentally transforming America into something other than America, and I've mentioned the World Economic Forum that just met again in Davos, Switzerland. Time to connect some dots. Remember who founded BlackRock in 1988? His name is Larry Fink. In 2019, Larry Fink, joined the board of the World Economic Forum. He's long been in league with Klaus Schwab, whom you may have heard is the head of the World Economic Forum, and the vocal force behind what he and others aligned with him call the Great Reset. The goal of the Great Reset is to bring about globalism, which is like worldwide communism, with the World Economic Forum and their favored underlings, at the top of that always skewed pyramid. One of their weapons in that effort is something they call ESG, Corporate Investing. ESG stands for Environment, Social Values, and Governance. If you're familiar with the term woke in the context of extreme political correctness, ESG is like that, but it has teeth. With $9 trillion in leverage, the puppet masters of the World Economic Forum aim to force corporations to do what elected representatives of the people of free countries could never get away with, all for the advancement of collectivism and the effective destruction of your liberty. But it requires control that most of us would never willingly give. So they also need continual crises to force us to act in ways that are said to be exceptions to normal, or as they sometimes try to convince us, are a new normal. Pandemics are one of those ways. And at the World Economic Forum in Davos last week, Klaus Schwab actually confessed that pandemics are on our agenda. Now, I hope that you don't take my word for that. In fact, I'm going to play a clip of Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum last week, saying it in his own words. The most serious health catastrophe of the last 100 years, COVID-19, and we have to reinforce our resilience against a new virus, possibly or other risks which we have on the global agenda. The future is not just happening. The future is built by us, by a powerful community as you here in this room. Now I asked earlier if you felt queasy. If you don't feel a little sick at this point, I don't know what else to tell you. These things are actually happening on purpose. Did you know, by the way, that there was a monkeypox outbreak in 2003. There was no hysteria because such an agenda was not being driven in that way at that time. Food shortages are another weapon they will use and their deliberate actions to cripple our supply chain are one element of the proof of that shocking fact. Have a nice day. Core Principles Podcast is produced in Paducah, Kentucky by Real Productions. Music is by Late July, L-E-I-G-H-T July. You can find our music on all streaming services or at LateJuly.com. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Core Principles Podcast. Please visit core.buzzsprout.com for more information. And please share with your friends. We look forward to visiting with you again on our next episode.